Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, Doug Mallard. Hey, Doug Benson. <laughs> oh, Melly Mel. What a strange time it is. Um, it certainly is. I didn't really feel like pestering people to be a guest Yeah. Uh, today. <laughs> Doesn't <laughs> feel right. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, there's certainly comedians and, you know, people out there that would be, you know, pretty chill about being a guest on Wide World of Dugs today, but I thought we could just have like a intimate conversation, just the two of us. Yeah. And uh, hopefully have some laughs. Yeah. <laughs> we need them. <laughs> All of us. <laughs> so let's go ahead and play that theme song. Hit it. theme song kind of encompasses everybody's feelings right now <laughs> yeah it's uh everybody just wants to scream into the void uh whichever side of this you happen to be on i i don't feel like there'd be a lot of people listening to this who are uh pro-trump but even those people are uh you know terribly frustrated right now patience is thin <laughs> yeah and it's and it's funny how i mean it's not funny but it's just uh <laughs> guys i guess it's partially it's human nature and it's also part of how divided the country is right now that uh you know it's like uh arguing about whether or not votes should be counted is right. pretty, pretty hilarious <laughs> count the votes don't count the votes it's going both ways yeah, they like have to learn two different chants based on their where they live. <laughs> so um, by the time people are hearing this, because, uh, you know, we do it on Thursday afternoons and it plops uh, midnight uh, Pacific time. Uh, or I should say midnight. Yeah, right. Yeah, midnight yeah, Pacific. Pacific time and 3 a.m. Eastern. Um, you know, by that point, people are probably going to wait and listen to this tomorrow since it comes out so late I don't, I don't know people that stay up late to hear a podcast but i don't know though with so, so many people glued to the the election i know we'll have chunks of time where we're watching and then we need a break and we'll do some you know watch a show or watch a movie or whatever so it could listen, be a nice little escape for somebody tonight if listen to not. a couple of dugs yeah uh, yeah. So, okay. So if, if you are escaping with us, then, uh, we'll try to, uh, keep it light and fun. And, uh, but if you're also, you know, want to hear more about what's going on, uh, that will probably drift into the conversation <laughs> from time to time. But like I said, there's so much that could be known by tomorrow morning. Uh, yeah. you know, um, Pennsylvania Vegas, could could end it. Vegas is um, Clark County is saying that uh, they're not going to have all the votes counted till November twelfth. Man, so yeah. if it does come down to Nevada, which there's lots of pathways in the electoral college that uh, where Nevada might not necessarily be that much of a factor. Yeah. Uh, so that doesn't mean we have to wait till November 12th to finally right. figure out who won, but it's 
definitely means that this could uh, drag out at least for a few more days. Yeah, it's funny because they were saying originally that we were going to know, I think, was it last night? God, it's all such a Who weird thing. Who is they? Now. What uh, they said that? <laughs> the, the, the news people, the anchors. Yeah, on which channel? Like you're watching local? Uh, I was switching. <laughs> I go all the all over the place, at literally like all networks. But, but it sounded like Nevada was maybe going to be at the end of the night and then and then i heard 8 a.m this morning and then i heard <laughs> saturday and now you're telling me the 12th it's just an ever-moving target <sighs> yeah well because i guess you know that's the thing is that uh there's a lot of uh, made-up stuff floating around out there yeah and uh but also the news they feel like they have to say something they feel like saying there is no news uh, kind of defeats yeah, of their existence yeah. so they have to have even if it's you know very incremental uh they have to keep dishing out something to keep people watching um but just have us do stand-up sets in between people would like that better you know (laughs) give some real entertainment if you don't have any news yeah but who does who gets to decide which comedians are funny enough to deliver Uh, like uh, I, I've always enjoyed Jim Carrey, but his uh, Biden impression on SNL has just been making me insanely unhappy. Because <laughs> he wants to try to make it funny, but he's also a liberal, so it's just like it's too painful to watch. It's just yeah. like watching him, and he and he and he makes too many fire marshal Bill faces. Yeah, I've noticed that. <laughs> That's exactly yeah, what like, it reminds me of. It's like it just makes him look. I mean, I'm sure some people voted for Biden because they because they think he looks like Jim Carrey's horrible face. <laughs> <laughs> but then he puts on those sunglasses, and not unlike Joe Biden, he does he does look pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So, what else is going on? Sean Connery died. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a big <laughs> one. I mean, he was pretty much retired for about 20 years, 16 years, I think, since the last Wow. Um, so like, it's not like, and he was 90, so it's not like it was that sad or out of nowhere or, you know, oh man, he was still doing good stuff. Yeah. He just had many years of retirement in the Bahamas, which I uh, assume he enjoyed. He was, um, you know, left this world still married to the same woman of 40 some years. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So that's nice to hear because uh, wife number one, uh, not so happy with uh, her, her treatment as I remember. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he's always been like on the, you know, in the back of my mind as being a not, not pro women. Yeah. Uh, just from the, you know, the things I heard. And then when he died, I just didn't, I didn't try to deep dive into it except for, you know, I did come across an occasional tweet where they go, Oh, and by the way, he was a spousal abuser. Ugh. If anybody wants to try to, you know, forget that, please don't. Um, but that being said, he was the first uh, star of the first triple bill I ever saw. My parents, when I was a little kid, took me to see Dr. No from Russia with Love and Goldfinger all in one Whoa. sitting. They used to have triple bills in movie theaters. We could just go and sit through three movies. So that was kind of your intro into all this, I guess. <laughs> kind of, yeah. A little bit. Wow. <laughs> so that's why I have mixed feelings about the man. Plus also he won an Oscar for his insanely terrible attempt at a Chicago accent in the untouchables. Oh, right. Oh, wow. Yeah. You can't sit around saying that's the Chicago way with an Irish accent. I mean, I guess you can. <laughs> Scottish, excuse me. Scottish. Scott. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny if I got somebody mad for getting that wrong. <laughs> People are time to be mad about something like that. You know, Pick your battles. Well, I, I've yelled at stupid things the last few days, so I wouldn't be shocked. Nobody has patience right now for anything. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, it's hard to have other issues to deal with at the same time that you're waiting for these uh, these results. Yeah. 
Plus, I wasn't thrilled with the results of, uh, you know, out here in California, there were several propositions where uh, big, big, rich, rich meanies poured tons of money into ads that were basically lies and it worked like they got what they wanted. And uh, so I'm still angry about that. But you can't really take to Twitter about California propositions because, you know, probably 70 percent of the people that follow me on Twitter don't live in California. Yeah. Oh, right. Like yeah. They don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. And then you have to explain it. And then now you're going on too long about something that you know, <laughs> shouldn't be a concern to other people. But it also should be because Uber is going to do the same thing in every state yeah. where they just try to pass a law that makes it so that uh, they never have to the, they never have to pay their drivers. Uh, you know, they never have to treat them as employees. Yeah. And uh, that's not going to be good in the long run. This thing that passed in California, they also worked into the law that it can't be can't be revisited. It passed for good. Oh, and I don't think all the people that voted for it know that because they just saw the ads that made it sound like they saw ads for a lady from Mothers Against Drunk Drivers saying that if Uber goes away, there's going to be more drunk driving. Yeah. And it's like, oh, really? You think Uber drivers are all sober? <laughs> Crazy person. You think alcoholics are not going to their jobs even when they're driving for a living? I've had multiple scary situations in ride shares. Did you see that thing last night, Doug, where um, some guy stole a massive truck that belonged to uh, Marshmallow? Wait, what? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> uh, you know who Marshmallow is, right? No, I don't know who Marshmallow, Marshmallow is. Marshmallow is a famous DJ who wears a head that looks like a marshmallow. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is 2020? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> so somebody, he, he had a massive tricked out truck that like, I think the dealership delivered to his home or he, or it went in for repairs or I don't, I don't know how this happened, but somehow a guy got into it and then did a, a police, a chase police chased him around Los Angeles last night for, I think I heard it was maybe four or five hours. Oh my God. Before he finally pulled through a Taco Bell parking lot and then hit a pole and knocked it over. But it looked, <laughs> the pole looked like it just snapped like a twig, but for some reason <laughs> the truck stopped. You can watch this on the internet if you want to. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. And it looks like the, it, it doesn't look like that's the reason for this big truck to stop, but yet somehow it, it did make him stop. And then he got out and the cops grabbed him. So it was a kind of a anticlimactic ending, but apparently uh, this went on for hours. <laughs> Were you watching this live? I wasn't. No, I just heard uh, about it today. But it's, um, you know, it's, I, I don't know about the rest of the country, but here in LA, uh, the high speed pursuits are happening all the time. Like, yeah, you know, you just, if you, if you just pay attention to like a, uh, you know, uh, local news or, you know, local channels, uh, they'll come up. With, oh yeah uh, with some frequency and uh me and my girlfriend we always if we catch one in progress we always watch it to the end even though the ending might be just so grim right like it's so scary when these guys are driving through like residential you know, suburban yeah. neighborhoods yeah where like a kid or a dog could just run out in front of them and there's just they're just going way too fast yeah uh so it's really weird it's a really weird compulsion to watch it through to the end because the the end might be ugly they started a thing where like if it looks like the cops are going to shoot the person then they pull the cameras way back yeah you know if the person's not cooperating they That's like probably for the best <laughs> plan for that but it's still even if the camera's pulled way back if the person gets shot it's on live television yeah um, so that's fun. That's fun when that happens. <laughs> yeah. All sorts of good news these days. I like that. That guy might have been a psychopath, but I like to think that he just wanted to take people's minds off of things for a few hours during result time. <laughs> I'll just yeah, steal he them. might have really just been out there to entertain. <laughs> just cruising around like, you know, that's the thing about these high speed chases too. A lot of them, it feels like, they sort of feel like, well, I'm going to jail anyway. So, but the trouble is they just keep racking up 
you know, counts against them of uh, reckless endangerment if they're driving around right fast. Well, yeah, because what, what really doesn't make sense with this is if he stole a truck like you're saying he did, how do you – there's no way that you think you can get away. Like, it's too visible. Yeah, so that's right? like – so. <laughs> So there, so I feel like that that guy himself might have been drunk or on something. Yeah. Because also, when you see the ending of it, like, it feels like that truck could have definitely kept going after knocking over a pole. <laughs> he was just done. It doesn't. It doesn't. The pole doesn't seem to even put a dent in it. But yeah, maybe he was just like, yeah, I just knocked over a pole. Like also maybe the, the act of knocking over the pole made him feel like, I think he like kind of revs the engine a little bit, like tries to keep going and then, and then just gives up because, because he stopped for at least a few seconds, the cops are right there. Cause also a lot of these chases, they don't go fast anymore. They just go pretty normal, but they might yeah. run some lights and stuff. And then the cops tend to, stay way back so as to not make them decide to start driving more recklessly. And, yeah. then, and so the helicopters sort of follow them, but I still yeah. think they get really paranoid and scared by the helicopters being overhead, but you still see like uh, texting and stuff going on. And sometimes they like make a plan, like they try to, you know, have somebody else meet them somewhere and jump into their car or something. <laughs> so there's any any number of ways these chases can go so it's uh so it's <laughs> fascinating to watch have you ever been in a high-speed chase i can't say that i have <laughs> one time it's it it, it kind of drives me a little bit crazy because one time i was driving on the 405 freeway north from san diego to la and I, I look over and I say, oh, cops have pulled over some guy in a truck. And this is like around Camp Pendleton. So it gets really, I don't know if you've ever driven from LA to San Diego, but it just gets very, uh, it's just a huge military base that's just all dirt and weeds or whatever. And like, it's a lot of land with nothing really going on, like where they yeah. do maneuvers and stuff. And um, as I'm driving by, uh, you know, on a highway doing 60 or 70 or whatever I'm doing. I see the guy attempt to run. He like jumps out of the truck and starts running towards the field. Oh my God. He's running into a military base to get away from these cops. And I couldn't, <laughs> and I couldn't find anything about it. Cause you know, there were no, obviously there were no like cameras or, you know, there's no news people there yet. Cause it was just, you know, just probably, you know, I mean, it's just like a, pretty much normal traffic stop and uh <laughs> and um and the guy took off on foot and uh, i couldn't find anything about it anywhere later so for the rest of my life i'll wonder whatever happened with that guy <laughs> who thought he could just jump out and run maybe he's listening <laughs> maybe he'll tweet at you <laughs> that was me dude <laughs> i'm but doing well well, now that you now that you've said that, anybody could tweet to me that they. That's true. But I do kind of remember what he looks like, and I won't say it. There you go. I won't say it because then lookalikes will come crawling out of the woodwork. <laughs> yeah, smart plan. Yeah. Um, what's going on with you, dude? Uh, you know, just being as tense as humanly possible, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but in a good place to do it, I suppose. Well, Santa Fe, as we've mentioned before on the show, is where you've been hanging right. quarantine or whatever you want to call it. But the thing is, I keep meaning to ask you this. Sure. And it hasn't come out yet. How long are the in-laws going to let you stay there? I mean, pretty indefinitely, I guess. You know, like they, they can't really be here for a few reasons. So, uh, and so they, as long as it's just their empty house, they don't care that you're there. Yeah. And, and they like that it's a safer place. You know, it's an easier, it's a better place for mental and physical health for us. So, you know, uh, how many, and, and, they, and they, they actually visited for about a month. So, Oh yeah. That, so that must uh, have been fun. <laughs> it was weird because, you know, my hours, uh, not, not that my hours needed to change, but like, uh, certain behaviors, you know, uh, here and there, <laughs> And, you know, just how you roam about your house normally has to change. And then not as many gummies and that kind of thing. Yeah. You know? 
needed to be clear-headed for some conversations. <laughs> they don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> no, no, I don't. Uh, they're, they're not big on technology. I don't think they would have ever listened to a podcast. That's good. Yeah, I just sort of kept podcasting out of my uh, out of my mom's purview. Like I never brought it up to her that I did it because I never liked the idea of her listening to any of my podcasts. You know, even though I'm proud of a lot of it and there's some of it she would have enjoyed, I just feel like it would have been too much, too much insight into my life that would lead to too many questions. Right. Well, and I, you know, they haven't listened to this, but I did record that quarantine album that is about kind of our life here. And there definitely were some embarrassing stories that they're going to hear because they will probably hear that. And then, yeah, it might lead to some questions, but they'll laugh. They're really cool. They're, they're pretty easy. Now they'll that you just... mentioned it, I don't think my mother's listened to any of my comedy albums. Oh, really? <laughs> Cause I haven't, you know, I haven't suggested that she do it. You know, I haven't made, yeah. it, I haven't made it available to her. She doesn't know how to go. You know, she wouldn't go buy any of that stuff on her own. Cause she doesn't know thing one about any of that yeah but i mean maybe it's good (laughs) my in-laws will be in the crowd my parents will be in the crowd sometimes and they always laugh but it's still very weird to know that they're there or they're listening or have heard something oh yeah i never enjoyed knowing family was in the audience i mean it, it ultimately would be okay if i killed but even then there would be still like my dad in particular was probably like my biggest fan, but also doesn't like, uh, he thinks, you know, he thought comedy should be clean, you know? Yeah. And uh, so he would always, you know, he'd try to see every show I do. And when he did come to my shows, he would sneak in a uh, recording device and record it and then listen to it over and over again. I mean, he was super into it, but then he'd still say to me, "Uh, this, that one joke is too dirty or whatever. Yeah, and, and I wasn't even that dirty of a comic when my my dad was alive. I mean, I've certainly gotten much worse uh, since he's been gone. Uh, but yeah, it was it was really bu- it bummed me out that he would like because he'd also like especially I performed a lot in San Diego because it was fun to just go down to San Diego. You know, it was fun to go home for work all the time. But that also meant that my dad, he'd just show up at shows unannounced. Oh, yeah. So I didn't even get to like plan my set list around the idea that right. he'd be there. Yeah, he might edit a joke or Yeah, two. so I'd find out later that he was there, you know? I was like, oh, oh oof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that he recorded it, you know, that he's got a recording of my set <laughs> that oh, I may God. or may not have liked that particular one. You know? <laughs> I had a, a grandmother that, uh, was very she would get upset watching tv she only watched the weather channel and houston astros baseball games and she would always talk to me about how there was too much sex on tv and i don't even understand how like like i think she would see like scantily clad women in commercials and that would count as sex Mm -hmm. so you can imagine her hearing some of the words coming out of my mouth would not be good for her. So like she was never allowed. She would always ask to come to shows and our family was like, no, you'll never talk to him again, which is weird to hear or think (laughs) about. And then my other grandma, uh, she came to see me at the funniest person in Austin competition one year at Cap City Comedy Club. And everybody was nervous. And I was actually excited because she's pretty funny. My, My grandpa's really funny. And, but everybody was so nervous about it, but like she was laughing more than anybody. And it was like, you know, if they're older and cool, like they've heard more things than we ever will, you know, like they, they grew up in a wartime, like they, they know some things. <laughs> and she had a great time. She really enjoyed it. She laughed at oh, everything. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is sometimes like just the fact that the whole audience is laughing and it goes well, like leaves, you know, relatives and people that don't know things about comedy that come to see you, uh, it, you know, they walk away, uh, you know, uh, like liking it more than they would have if they just stumbled on to it and you were a stranger. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, she probably just liked it like I did well and the crowd was liking me. That's probably all she cared about, honestly. Yeah, that part of it's very exciting. Like my yeah. parents used to love seeing me like in, uh, you know, they came to see me a couple times in Vegas and they just that I'm in a show in Vegas and that it's going well. 
you know, cause also when you play Vegas and you're doing like, you know, two or three shows a night, seven nights, seven days a week, uh, like you get into a rhythm where you, you, you can, you know, kill almost every set. Yeah. Just cause you know, you know, you know, which jokes are working and the crowds tend to be, you know, uh, of, uh, all of a like mind. Cause they're all just groups of people that are, you know, either winning money or losing money, but either way they're like their whole world is kind of, uh, more um amplified yeah <laughs> <laughs> so like if you make jokes about vegas in vegas it's really it's like making cruise ship jokes on a cruise ship like it really yeah. it can really score because everybody everybody's all sharing that experience whereas if you talk about your life as a you know alternative comedian or whatever if you do that i think that's where a lot of comedians make a mistake they'll go to like just some they'll go on the road somewhere and they'll just talk about their life in LA or whatever in their act. And then that's, right. then that's not a good, that's not going to go over necessarily. Yeah. Uh, especially if you're not famous already. I mean, being famous before, you know, having the audience all know who you are is also such a big transition. Yeah. Like, yeah. I rarely do sets anymore where, you know, it's usually people that paid to see me. So yeah. like, I never have to necessarily win them over, but I also, you know, have to deliver on what their expectations are. Sure. Um, but I was thinking the other day about Cap City Comedy Club and, you know, just missing it in general. Uh, but, um, you know, that door guy there, John? Yeah, of course. What do you think he's doing? <laughs> oh, man, he's he's grumpy somewhere. Does anybody, but do you, who was close enough to him at Cap City like were there employees there that like he was like friends with in a way that you think they still are in touch? There's got to be somebody. Club? I could ask Chandy. I, I now. Well, you don't now have you... to bring any specific names into it, but I was just my point was just that I, I was going to say that um, I wouldn't call him grumpy as much as I would call him. Uh, he enjoyed taking care of situations. Yeah. <laughs> like he seemed at his happiest when he'd get to throw somebody out. Oh yeah. And so I was thinking he'd be the perfect person for some company in Austin to hire, to stand out in front of their building and tell people they have to wear masks so they can't come in. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. He would love having that conversation all day long. Or they could have him in Nevada right now with people protesting votes <laughs> yeah well just... just by himself that's that, i don't know how much yeah. work he, i don't know what he could get done there but at least we're back to talking about the election <laughs> no he, he yeah he was a very interesting he, he's a real sweet guy if you get to know him a little bit but but yeah he he loved throwing people out to, to where like i had uh, many close friends that were thrown out randomly that he didn't know they were with me or whatever oh yeah no and I, he's hassled people that were my guests yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i have friends that would almost boycott coming to see me when i performed there because they were like ah oh, man i don't know i don't want to see that guy's face again and i'm like i promise he's a good dude <laughs> he's just a little he just, rough uh, he takes care of business like he, yeah he which you do need in comedy there's definitely i appreciate that more than you know clubs where they just let you talk through your set and they, they say they're going to take care of it but they never do. That drives me nuts. Yeah. But the last few times I played there, I think like he was losing his edge because I'd come out, I'd come off stage after the show and he'd just be hanging out at the bar. Like he wouldn't even be in the showroom. <laughs> John, come on, buddy. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think that's also because I think he got used to the idea that people are coming to see Doug Lowe's movies. If they yell something out, it's participatory and not. Heckling. Oh, right. <laughs> Can you imagine him throwing everybody out for all the different chants? Tate, 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 everybody out. There's three audience members left. <laughs> um, all right. So since it's just the two of us, I thought it'd be fun to do what we did the last time. It was just the two of us. And I texted you last night and asked you to just come up with uh, 10 questions to ask me and to, you know, try to keep them on the, uh, the light and silly side. Yeah. Uh, did you did you do that? Nope. Podcast over. No. Yeah. Bye, I got everybody. Questions, see you good later. Luck. Good luck to you all. <laughs> yeah. Let's jump in, man. Question. All right. Well, let's hang on a second. Okay. Uh, this is a perfect uh, moment 
to go to a break. Uh, that's the tease is when we come back, Doug is going to ask Doug 10 <laughs> hardball questions. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. We're back. Yay. You know, speaking of uh, ads, this isn't one, but do you have <laughs> a uh, soda stream machine? A soda stream machine. Yeah. Like a fountain drink thing? Yeah. No. Do you like do you? fountain drinks? I sure do. Because there's this thing you could just put any kind of beverage into a bottle and then jam it into the soda stream and then add, you can add bubbles. Ooh. Yeah. And so a lot of people do it to like kind of make, you know, create their own soda pop or whatever. Yeah. But uh, I just do it to water and to uh, some, some alcoholic beverages. Yeah. And uh, I love it. I love, yeah, I love cool. being able to just add bubbles. <laughs> everything, everything is sparkling. And that's what I'm drinking right now. That's why I brought it up. I'm not trying to sell soda streams, <laughs> but I got a free one. Cause in the um, Seth Rogen movie, uh, American pickle, uh, you know, that movie's about a guy from old timey days who's a pickle merchant and he like travels through time because he falls into a vat of pickles. I love and, the uh, premise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he travels through time. So now he's in modern day times and his grandson or great grandson, I forget which, but like Seth Rogen plays both parts. And uh, one of the things in it is him showing his uh, elder, uh, the, the amazing soda stream machine <laughs> and him just being sort of blown away by it. But of course that guy doesn't know television phones, internet, like he doesn't know anything. Yeah. So it's just funny that the movie uh, <laughs> puts in all this stuff about SodaStream. I feel like Seth Rogen himself must really love SodaStream. So that's how <laughs> it managed to get uh, into the movie. But to help promote the movie when it came out, they sent they sent me a free SodaStream. So that's the only reason I have one because I had heard of the, of the machine, but I had never never dawned on me that I wanted one or that it would uh, change my life so much. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, there's these, um, you have to buy these, uh, basically these cylinders that have all the, uh, you know, all the gas bubbles in them. And, um, you know, you have to re refill them. That's where, that's where SodaStream gets you is you have to keep buying these refills. Yeah. Um, but also, that was an item that stores were out of because of the pandemic. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. So I'm tired of that. Yeah. But it's random though. It's so random. Cause then one day we found a place that had them and they just had a bunch of them. So we bought, you know, several of them just to be, just to be safe, just, yeah. to, just to be able to keep that bubbly water coming. We can't get manicotti noodles and printer ink, which is very weird. <laughs> I, you know, I, I really feel for you on the printer ink thing, because, you know, if I had a working printer, I would, you know, use it a lot, but I, I don't because I just one day woke up and was like, fuck printers. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah. So now every, every once in a while, when I have to print something out. I have to go to like a Kinko's or something, but, uh, yeah. but uh, you know, because 
just the amount of time in both office situations and at home that I tried to fucking make printers work right. Yeah. And at Kinko's. Also, when I go to Kinko's to print stuff out, sometimes they don't work. It's like the most frustrating, frustrating machine since the copier. <laughs> Are you ready uh, for the questions? Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, Got a lot on my mind. Fucking printers. Um, number one, I, I was kind of. I kind of want to ask this because because of what's going on, and again, people need to take breaks. This might be a good suggestion. Uh, are are there any movies that you watch every year? There's something Annual that you like movies? to read. Yeah. Well, it's unfortunate that the holidays kind of force the annual thing. Oh right, yeah. I guess asterisks outside of holidays. Yeah. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> really, you don't. You don't. You well, don't revisit. You know, by the year, like, why would I sit down? Why? Well, would I guess I... it doesn't have to be like on this day every year. But is there something that you like a comfort film? You know. Right. Something right now. That... Saying there's, a, I mean, the odds that there's a movie that falls into that not eight, nine, or ten month period every year. Yeah. And isn't because of Christmas or, or Halloween. <laughs> you know, October and December. There's, but even this there's October, I don't think I watched a single horror movie that I had already seen. Yeah. But this Christmas, I'll definitely watch the movies I've seen before, just because television just insists just, that every yeah. movie. <laughs> that you've seen before um so then that's how i but i doubt that there is any one movie that i've seen the exact number of years that i've been alive i bet i've watched dark night every year since it's every come year out since it opened i bet so i really like that movie i love ledger i'm just a comic book nerd so that's a big part of it yeah and heath ledger gives a it's it's you know, it's outside of the comic world. Like he, when they announced that he was the Joker, everybody flipped their shit. Yeah. Everybody was upset because what? Heath Ledger. Cause like, uh, honestly, he had not been given great acting opportunities. He was just a good looking young man in movies. Like, you know, what's the one about uh, 10 things. Yeah. They 10 had, things yeah. I hate about you. Yeah. You know, he's perfectly good in that, but it was just his Joker is just amazing. From, from so any good, actor, it'd be amazing. But then from a guy who you didn't expect that from. Yeah. Uh, and 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 then and then it's since been proven that Christopher Nolan does not. It's not his magic that got that performance. Oh no! It was. He something was just special. lucky to be there when it happened. Yeah. God. <laughs> I'm gonna go watch it again later. Actually, that's not a good movie to watch right now. It'll get me all messed up in the head. <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> we need light stuff very light stuff um have you question number two have you discovered any new hobbies or skills in quarantine <laughs> any um, self-discovery uh I think I was asking this based on you. You've kind of always done this, but I've seen some Instagram videos where you're, I guess you'd call it bowling with cans. Um, yeah, I didn't do a lot of bowling ones. I've done a lot of things where I'm throwing something into something just cause it doesn't take a lot of, uh, things to set up. Like I always often have a hotel room key and there's garbage cans everywhere throughout a hotel. I didn't realize that you're the one that got me doing that. We must have been on the road somewhere and you showed me that or saw an old video. But yeah, like I would throw my hotel keys into cups and it was always the most exciting game, even though it sounds so simple and silly. <laughs> it's just the idea of capturing it, um, you know, doing like, you know, you see guys that like really do amazing. Like, you know, they go up to the 10th floor and throw a basketball yeah down on the ground like there's a lot of really amazing ones and people will send me those when they see nine like well yeah but what about this and it's like no you don't understand <laughs> it's an exercise in figuring out what you can accomplish and then doing it but not spending several days on it 
Right. Right. So like sometimes I give up on a shot and people don't know that about me that like some of them, I just like try it 10 or 15 times. I can't get it to work. So I walk away and you don't see a video of me failing because I'm not going to post that. Yeah. So like (laughs) they're seeing me throw these things into things. So it looks like I'm just really good at throwing things into things. One time I was on AM Northwest Uh, a really fun morning talk show that I go on whenever I'm in Portland and uh, the host goes, Hey, throw a a card key into this garbage can. (laughs) I'm like, well, first of all, now I'm got the pressure of live TV and uh, you know, the fact that most of my videos of me throwing something into something every once in a while, it's the first or second attempt. It's really fun when that happens, but it doesn't usually happen that way. So I, I go, I throw, try to throw it into a garbage can. I try to throw it into this. They have a sink on the set, you know, cause it's a fake kitchen. Yeah. I try to throw it into the sink and I miss. And then somebody from the production staff walks over and picks up the key (laughs) and tosses it to me. So now that I don't catch the key when they throw it. (laughs) Then I pick it up and I go, I'll try one more time, but that's it. And I throw it. Then that person does the same thing again. He needs to do it five or six times and I never make the shot. I keep saying, you guys, this is stupid. Oh, I think I'm gonna have to end on question two because I just got angry uh, <laughs> about what uh, a silly question. <laughs> That's where we are right now, man. Uh, but I do go back to that place where I, I can just see her face when she just keeps throwing the key back to me. I, at one point I was like, can you just hand it to me? <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's that's a nightmare that feels like a bad dream well no the worst one was when i was on that same show and they brought out a hypnotist to hypnotize me oh boy and it didn't it didn't take at all like i was 100 percent aware of everything the whole time and realizing that a lot of people when they're being hypnotized on stage in front of an audience or on tv are people that are just going along with it because it's easier to go along with it than to stand there and go i'm not hypnotized you know, like yeah, yeah. you're the asshole if you say you're, that it's not working. <laughs> oh God, that's you know uncomfortable. I mean? So yeah. I think a lot of those those like kind of hypnotists that travel around to comedy clubs, I think they're yeah. really good at getting people, uh, you know, under a sort of a spell. But sure. I think part of the spell is that they're just trying to be cooperative. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, and they're just trying to have fun. So that's why when they're like, act like a chicken, everybody acts like a chicken. Cause it's not hard to do. You feel silly doing it, but people are watching and you've been told to do that. Yeah. So I think that's what a lot of that is. And so this guy was like, you're on fire, put yourself out. So I'm standing, I'm sitting there just like patting myself, like I'm on fire. Oh no. <laughs> and then he goes, that's not going to put it out. You're going to have to roll around on the floor. So now I get down on the floor and I'm rolling around and I'm like, this is, I, I just don't know how to get out of this. I'm just like, when are they going to go to commercial? When can, oh, we, geez, when can we just man. pretend that this was a successful hypnotizing and leave it at that? And then he goes, see that kid over there? And he points to like, the, there's like a small audience that tends to be older people and children. Yeah. Goes, see that kid over there? Like some 10, 12 year old. I don't, I didn't ID him. Uh, go sit on his lap and have him put the fire out. What? That's what he says to me. Go sit on that. Go, go get that kid to help you put the fire. That, out. that doesn't sound good. No. And I just, <laughs> I just stood there and looked at him like, well, that's not going to happen. And then the host goes to commercial. <laughs> Thank God. Sounds yeah. like the show's just messing with you. <laughs> I don't think so. I think they brought in a fucking terrible hypnotist. Well, also, <laughs> He kept saying like, cause he was doing all the things during the commercial break is when he's doing all before his segment is the first time he's trying to put me under. And oh it's not God. working at all. And he's saying, normally he has more time, normally this, normally that. He's making excuses like crazy. And then, I mean, the segment is just like, he should have been disbarred from being a hypnotist. <laughs> just is there that a bar? One segment, but it was just local TV in Portland. So, you know. It wasn't widely seen, but then the the show breaks up every segment into clips and puts it on their website and they put the clip on the website. I couldn't bring myself to ever watch it, but uh, it's there. If you seek out AM Northwest. (laughs) (laughs) Plus I might be remembering it wrong, you know, because I was hypnotized at the time. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe you think you weren't hypnotized. Yeah, maybe you know if I run into that guy and he snaps his fingers, I'll fall asleep. <laughs> or he'll sit in a kid's lap. Anyway, to answer your question, uh, I've I haven't learned anything new. I don't think, <laughs> but I also it's been months and uh, nothing's nothing's coming to mind other than just sort of like perfecting things I was already into, like uh, right. putting soda into my water. <laughs> hey, Joey. Well, actually, that was, when did that movie come out? I think that movie might've come out. Yeah, it must've been post pandemic because there was no, because that's what happens now is instead of premieres, they just send they just send stuff to people instead of inviting you to the premiere. And then they ask you to, you know, talk about it, show it on, uh, on your socials. Oh yeah, so I think that is new during quarantine then, the soda water. <laughs> Yeah, so that's my new hobby is that I <laughs> is that I add uh, bubbles to my water. Uh, all right, question number three. This is something a lot of people are doing during quarantine, but I think you and I are in a position where we can't really do this. But just uh, all time, do you have a favorite board game? Do you ever get into board games? Yeah, is every one of these questions going to be like during quarantine with this? But no, 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 no. Okay, good. <laughs> just ask me questions. Just say what's your favorite board game. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then the conversation will probably go back to quarantine <laughs> because that's the funny thing that you did say before quarantine. Because just today I was talking about how unless you're quarantined in like a family, uh, you know, or roommates, uh. Board, the board game action must be completely dried up. Right. There's only so much. I mean, there's lots of people that are doing it, I'm sure, but you shouldn't be getting together with friends to play board games or poker or whatever. Boy, that would be a horrible risk to take. <laughs> oh, yeah, but they're doing it. I mean, I, I, you know, I live in a neighborhood, so I see people going into other people's homes, clearly intending to have some sort of party or, or a gathering. Yeah. Like they do it all over the place. I mean, you're really lucky to be uh, somewhere where you don't have to see how yeah. much people are disregarding this. People are I still saw up. today on Twitter, I still see people tweeting, tweeting. <laughs> I still see twits tweeting that the, 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 they still are calling the pandemic a hoax and that it's not as bad as people are saying. Uh, I mean, that's uh, just so fucking crazy to like be like, it's not a political choice. It's a real worldwide pandemic that is going to end us. Yeah. It's ending us. And people are just like, no, it's not even real. People are dying. It's, it's... so fucking ridiculous. <sighs> what a fun listen this must be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're just angry. So I'll take it. You don't have a favorite board game. Everybody's angry. Um, well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever side you're supposedly on. Oh yeah. No, it's just all bad. It's all bad. Um, but let me see. I mean, I was a, you know, board game King when I was a kid, I wasn't really, wasn't necessarily great at any of them, but that was like, you know, it was probably the heyday of, of board games. Like I owned most of them and, and, you know, and like, and, you know, Monopoly was a game where if you're going to play it, the plan was to play it all night. Nobody yeah. ever assumed that Monopoly would end quickly, especially with the stupid, you know, weird rules that would get added in that, you know, that people just make up that like, I mean, I found, I found out years after I had been playing that, you know, you put money in the, every time you pay a tax, you put it in the center. And when somebody lands on uh free parking they get all that money yeah that's not in the rules oh but lots of people play that way like lots of rules got made up and added to the game yeah. that were that were never really part of it and that particular rule made it easy for the game to go on and on and on forever because somebody would get you know catch a windfall every once in a while and and be rich again <laughs> um what's your favorite i'll throw this back in your face <laughs> Uh, currently, but we can't play it because it's just the two of us here, but code names, have you ever heard of that? It's a fun, weird, uh, game where you like set up a grid of like five by five 
like so 25 cards that all have one word on them and then you have to make someone guess and connect as many words as possible by just saying like like let's say you had you want to make someone guess uh you say animal one and then they pick cheetah if cheetah's out there or uh animal six and this is just not the easiest game to explain i'm realizing i'll say monopoly is this uh <laughs> is this code names game something you made up no it's it's a popular it's a really popular game it's a but produced game yeah 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 it's a really it's it's so a cool you, game what are they what comes in the box what's in the box when you uh it's it's like it comes as this like spy game or something but it's uh it's it's packaged as a spy game but it's just these cards that have one word each on them and your team wants to have you play opposite your teammates and you try to get them to guess words that uh how do you try to get them to guess the words with clues yeah but you can only say one word clues so let's say you might have several different words that you have to make them guess and they're completely unrelated yeah yeah kind of yeah it's a lot like password yeah it's yeah. it's really fun, but the only game we can really play right now is Scrabble. You know, like you can play one on one Scrabble, but that's about it. I guess some well, card I mean, games. There's maybe. a lot of games that two people can play, but sure. Yeah. Well, it's, not, yeah. Not necessarily ones you want to play. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> so have you gotten better at Scrabble? Uh, slightly, but I, I really think I'm getting dumber in quarantine. So vocabulary is going down. <laughs> maybe it's a good game to play to keep vocabulary up i guess maybe but i just uh, i always end up you know i i can hardly ever think of like the long words that'll fit with yeah. the letters that i have excuse right. me um just burped because i drink too much soda water <laughs> um <laughs> okay so uh we gotta speed up on these questions here. sure uh question number four favorite arcade game growing up did you hit the arcades as a kid Oh, okay. So the questions aren't even going to be random. They're just going to follow a series of... Uh... <laughs> no, they're pretty random. <laughs> sounds like a conversation now. Uh, you like board games? Not really. What about <laughs> arcade games? What's the next question? Uh, drink of choice to potentially celebrate. Okay, that's a good, good change up. Um, I don't have a favorite arcade game. I could go on forever about arcade games, though, because I... Uh, worked in an arcade for oh, a long cool. time, not a long time, but for a while. And I, um, you know, if I, I never got great at any one game cause I, you know, was bad at focusing on one specific game, but I'm pretty proficient in like, if people are standing around, you know, uh, old timey video game, there's a handful of them that I can go, Hey, let's play. And then they'll eventually walk away because I'm, my turn is taking too long. Whoa, that's awesome. Yeah, but there's, you know, but those were games that were just, you know, uh, I grew up with and also were were in the arcade that I worked at. But the best story about the arcade that I worked at is it had a beta version of uh, uh, Dragon's Lair. Oh, yeah. The, the uh, animated game that like now is <laughs> the probably, most frustrating game ever. It's, it's pretty clunky now, but, it, you know, it was exciting then to see these you know animated sequences that looked very professional and disney-esque um you know responding to whichever way you're clicking or whatever and but i was at a arcade where they put in the arcade was owned by the same people who are developing the game i think so they put one in uh the one i was working at so it wasn't you know it wasn't a game that was available anywhere else and i could just go play it I, I had keys to the place so I could just go in in the middle of the night and play. I, I, you know, uh, even take friends in there. Don't tell anybody, but, um, <laughs> uh, but I played it a lot, uh, you know, I played it enough where I, I can pretty confidently say I was one of the first, maybe 10 people to, to slay the dragon. Whoa. I've never seen anyone get past 30 seconds into that game. So that is quite impressive. Well, it's, you know, it's just, it's like a lot of the games uh, at that time that maybe they're not like that as much anymore, where you just have to memorize, you know, what to do, what to do. Yeah. You just have to figure it out. It's cause it's just, it's that simple. Like just, you just have to press go left or go right. It's just yeah. the right moments. Like, like when you're in the rapids through the cave, you know, like there's diff different points where you have to go left or right. And if you do the wrong one, 
you die and then you have to go all the way back to the beginning. Yeah. And so I was able to have plenty of trial and error considering it was free. I didn't have to put a quarter in each time. True. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was expensive. They're making a documentary office. about it and they kept Whoa. asking me to be interviewed, but I didn't feel like I had that much to say about it that I pretty much, you know, just blew it off and told them I didn't want to participate, <laughs> but now, now I'm feeling like maybe I should have. Well, this, yeah, yeah. This is a good time pretty... to plug, though, that I do have a big part in the movie The Last Blockbuster. There's a whole sequence of me visiting the the very last blockbuster in Bend, Oregon. Oh, cool. And that movie comes out uh, December 15th. Oh, very cool. On demand and um, and in some theaters, I think. But definitely oh. on demand. All right, question. Um, uh, well, and drink of choice. To potentially celebrate, you didn't get to that. Um, I have so many drinks I like to just pick one to celebrate with. <laughs> Plus, I also am trying to drink a lot less and uh, mostly succeeding. Oh, that's good. So, but the drink that I love, and part of the reason I love it is because it's bubbly, is I <laughs> like Lambrusco, which is a bubbly wine. Ooh. The bubbly red wine and so what i do now is i just put a little bit of that in the cup and then i put in a lot of my uh, soda water that i make uh in the cup so it it got it has a little bit of that wine lambrusco taste but it's mostly water and uh so that's what i've been drinking but maybe to celebrate i might just drink a actual full glass of lambrusco there you go oh please let us celebrate uh <laughs> All right, number six. Well, I mean, you're throwing out the idea that there's not going to be a reason to celebrate, and there there isn't because things are going to suck no matter what happens because the pandemic is. Yeah. yeah. But that being said, um, you know, uh, if it goes if it goes blue, uh, yeah, I just don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't feel like. A heavy sigh of relief, maybe, but that's yeah. about it. I, it's, yeah, it, it, I feel like it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. It's just how long are they going to be counting ballots and how long is right. uh, Trump going to be able to make arguments that, that elections are unfair, even though it was much seemed much more unfair four years ago, and he was perfectly happy with that result. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> A brief celebratory moment. We got only a few All right. left. Uh, favorite messy food that you eat despite how disgusting it is to eat it? Hmm. Um, I'm not really a messy food person. I really pretty much avoid messy foods, but I guess I'll just See, say buffalo wings. Like when I do, yeah. they're super messy or, or ribs. But uh, again, I'm not really... Yeah, super into those things because they're so messy. Because of that, yeah, it's like hard, boneless, man. Boneless wings, I'm there. I'm all. Yeah, about. that's the way to go. You know, just pop I, it in and go. I, yeah, ribs. It's like not even worth it for me. It's too much. But wings, yeah, I'll definitely go for. All right, moving on. Favorite show because you've done this a lot. Favorite show you sat in on uh, as a studio audience member because you've done that quite a bit. The, the show itself or the that particular taping was the best? Like favorite show that you've been, you, that you have visited, like whether it's a sitcom or a game show that you've been in the audience. Yeah, I mean, what's your favorite restaurant that you've visited? Tizuke <laughs> uh, <laughs> Village Market. <laughs> I, guess, I guess the, the funnest experience. Yeah, I, you know, it's like, it's all, I mean, obviously I haven't attended anything for a while now, um, yeah. but, you know, for me, it's always the last thing that was fun. I don't really, I'm not really a, uh, that, that nostalgic that I dig back uh, any, any period of time to something. Um, so I would just say, you know, like one of the last things I got to see in person was uh, Price is Right. That's a good one. Yeah, because it's just, it's just so fun how amped that audience is the whole time. 
Yeah. I barely remember what happened. And I've seen the episode I attended on TV several times, but I watch the show every day. So it's all, all just a blur uh, other than, you know, I just remember uh, really, uh, really enjoying being there, you know? Yeah. And it feels like when you're there, you've walked into your television set. It's like something you grew up with. So it's real trippy. It's a fun, yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, that's first thing everybody says is it's smaller than I thought it would be because everything looks bigger on TV. Yeah. And, uh, but it was just, you know, and to be there, it's like, you know, Drew Carey's guests, you know, everyone was really nice to us. And at one point, somebody in the audience gave Drew a shirt that was a tie dye and said something about weed on it. And <laughs> He just, without missing a beat, just threw it right at me. <laughs> so then for the rest of the day, I had to walk around with this stupid shirt I didn't want. <laughs> uh, and he does a great job in between of keeping everybody happy and making people laugh. It's so fun. Yeah, he tends to leave the room in between, but yeah. Uh, he did he, like, yeah. He it pretty fun. Yeah. All right, number eight. Oh, yeah, you. Uh, that's funny that I'm talking about it. You have an even more a closer experience with it because your wife was. A, yeah, Flynn was. Flynn won some stuff. It was nuts. Game. But yeah, we we'd been in. We'd sat in the audience every time that game. What's the name of the game she played? Oh, Pathfinder. Yeah, every time that game comes on, we just uh, all we do is sit there and go, "Well, this person's not going to win." Like it's yeah. such a hard game. It's the worst. And the the woman in front of us uh after the fact kind of acted like she knew the price the whole time and it was like you didn't say anything to us you maniac uh screw that lady um what, do you mean? what was she supposed to say to you well she she gave me all this information some of those audience members are so savvy like they study certain things and she was like oh if you look at the rims whether they have a hubcap or not or something weird then you take this uh, this amount off but like she knew all this stuff about how much the car was she thought uh, who knows she might have been full of it because i don't know why you wouldn't share that with your neighbor <laughs> who's competing right but uh, i mean she how, how could she possibly know down to the dollar what it what it costs well she she claims to she she was knowledgeable but i i think if you're going to say that after it happened of course you know that yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there are there are certain things that we've noticed watching it and that we've learned directly from Drew Carey uh, that are, you know, pretty straightforward. Like if I played the game with the if I played cliffhanger with a guy, you know, falls off the cliff, if you don't yeah. do it right, uh, I could win that every time. I, like just watching Whoa. it, we, we win every time because we know exactly what to do because Drew told us. And he told us he, he said it on my podcast so he's not afraid to say it out loud because what are the odds that someone's going to listen to doug loves movies take that piece of advice and go to cbs television <laughs> television studios stand in line and be really Selected. energetic and get picked to come on down yeah and then be be a winning bidder and get up onto the stage and then the game you're playing is cliffhanger. What are the, <laughs> right. odds, what are the odds of that particular path? So, so, so we, when you, if you, do you watch the show or do you? Yeah, you yeah. Lost. Um, well, next time you watch it, uh, if you if you guess, if you say twenty five dollars for the first item, thirty five for the second, and forty five for the third, you'll always be close enough on all of them to wow. win. Good to know on that particular game. <laughs> Yeah, but you know that's the thing is the odds of getting on the show are slim enough, and then that that's going to be the game you get to play, and then also they'll happily give you your prize because they want to give away prizes on that show. Yeah, they're, the show is set up to give away everything that's there. Like right. they're, they're not going to go over budget because people are winning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. Anyway, so we didn't have enough time for ten questions as it turned out. Yeah, we're running long. We're still a fun journey. Um, what would you like to plug, Doug? Uh, Doug plug, uh, November 20th, Fart Safari three from Stand Up records. You can pre-order now on iTunes, but look for it. Get ready. Shit, I thought Find it was here. out already. No, no. A couple Jeez, weeks. You've been talking about it for months. Well, yeah, there's a lot of odd quarantine hiccups that really screwed <laughs> us up. Unfortunately. All right, so November twentieth. So let's let's uh, bring that up again on a on a later episode. And um, 
for me, I've got something coming up this Saturday. Uh, if you go to rushticks.com, you can get tickets, uh, or, you know, not a ticket as much as just a pass to show up on your computer or your phone and watch me tell jokes for, you know, about an hour followed by, uh, um, interaction with all the uh, audience members for as long as everybody wants to go went three hours last time I did this it's called Doug Benson's comedy sesh and my uh, support acts are you Doug Mellon yeah. and uh, Vanessa Gonzalez can't wait and it should be a lot of fun in fact yeah I'll see you at the uh, tech check uh, a little later a couple on. hours yeah yeah but um I went by relatively fun, fast, I got to say. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, uh, not dreading it, but just not really in the mood for podcasting today. Yeah, I, I get it, man. It's, and it's, um, But we got through it with only a few angry outbursts. <laughs> and, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe next week we'll drag a, a guest back into this. We'll, we'll yeah. see where we're at. We'll see if where, the results we'll are in. Where the, where the whole nation and the world is at. Yeah. Uh, next week. But I hope everybody... Uh, is doing well. And as always, in honor of the departed Sean Connery, I thought today's ep should be called You're the Man Now, Doug! <laughs> Got it?